So is it, I mean, where's, what are we supposed to believe here that these people are all just a bunch of liars? They're all just a bunch of liars. Affidavit after affidavit after affidavit. And then the experts that come in, I mean, we're not supposed to believe anything that they say either, right? Uh, this is a witness from the Voter Integrity Fund, and he plays a phone call that the Voter Integrity Fund, and they've done some pretty solid work here and highlighting. Now, the thing about this is, I'm going to play this one. Just, I'm only going to play the one cut from them, uh, where they play a phone call of Arizona who issued a mail-in ballot, but say they, did not, they, they didn't get it. They didn't request it, and they didn't get it. Now, this is not evidence because we don't have the data for this phone call it's not verified they're just there as a witness and they're presenting what they have but listen to it hello this is mary kemper with voter integrity fund may i please speak to charles with this who are you with uh voter integrity fund uh charles march in the state of arizona and is mart is having requested an absentee ballot did you request an absentee ballot absolutely did not no. Okay. And did you? Okay. No. Okay. Somebody from our team will follow up with you. And can you please uh, give us the best phone number? Is it this? So I'll play for you the second example. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um. Is this Zofa? Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Taj. I'm with the Voter Integrity Fund. Um, in the state of Eric, I mean Arizona, it said that you requested the absentee ballot. I'm just making sure that you requested that ballot. No, I did not request an absentee ballot. Okay, somebody from our team will follow up with you. Is this a good number to follow back up with you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In all fairness, that means absolutely nothing, the, the videos, the, the, those recordings, because they can be manipulated, they can be faked, you know that. But it brings up the question, how, you know, there was evidence out there that people showed up, and there's people who filed affidavits, they showed up to go vote, and they said, oh, you don't, hey, you're already listed here as voting. And they, because if they had requested an absentee ballot, and somebody, or somebody requested their absentee ballot fraudulently, and they filled it out and sent it in. If they went to vote, they could they weren't be able to vote because they're already in the system as voted. And we've got some affidavits that are, that the Trump team has found people that that has happened to. So this again just brings up the question. Then they brought in another actor, Doctor Shiva. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, so I won't even try to say his last name. But this guy has been all over the net, and apparently he's a, a MIT grad, very smart guy, and figured out all the anomalies on this. So this is what he had to say about the anomalies of the amount of votes, how they were coming in compared to, you know, statistic normalities. It just, it'll show you it doesn't make sense. Listen to this. This iteration process, again, with the computer was done, and the only one that we were able to come close to matching was this. And I want everyone to look at this carefully. So out of all the, you know, potential universe, which we've done, and we're going to continue doing this, by no means is this done, we find that the interesting possibility we find here is when the Democrat percentage is 130% Mr. Biden and negative 30% Mr. Trump, and the Republican percentage is 0, 100, the Independent is 30%, 58%, Libertarian 0, 60, 60, 0. But what's extraordinary about this graph, again, you know, we went through many, many, many iterations, it matches perfectly, near perfectly. The slopes match, 
the curves match the shape match. So what this tells us is that this demographic distribution of allocation of uh, uh, party party affiliations is what can generate this. And I find it highly implausible because this means that Mr. Biden got 130 percent of Democrat voters and negative 30 percent. And, and uh, President Trump uh, got negative 30 percent. So to explain what he just said was what he meant, what he said was in order for Biden to get the numbers that he got, he would have had to have gotten 130 percent of the Democrat vote would have all gone for him. So it had been over 100 percent. And then Trump would have lost 30 percent of the day. The numbers just don't add up and you see that again from data analysts that come in and they look at all the election results and they're like you know these numbers don't make sense now one of the highlights from the um hearing was uh, this guy who basically was he also did some uh analyst analysis on the numbers and he said none of this makes sense and uh he was kind of a a, a highlight and a hero out of this people just love this guy listen to what he said if you could just tell us in your um, in the simplest way possible as an expert, what is your opinion as to the validity of the numbers that were certified today by the Secretary of State and the governor about this election? If I was an executive at a publicly traded company, I would never sign that because I risk jail time and having all my money taken from me in lawsuits. So to answer your question, I would never, ever have certified. I'd rather resign than have certified those results. So, so your, your professional opinion is that the numbers are fraudulent? I believe they're fraudulent based on the data. And my sister asked me a simple question this morning. She goes, how sure are you? And my sister's a pretty stubborn person like me. And I said, I'd be willing to put my life on it. I'm that sure about the analysis, assuming that the data that I got from the state and everything else was accurate. So, you know, if you give me all inaccurate data from everywhere, then, you know, that's my only caveat. If you so that guy, like I said, he's getting a lot of play on the Internet. People are loving him because he's very animated and colorful character. And uh, he's a data, anal data analyst, by the way. Twitter, after that, suspended his account. No reason given, just like they did uh, from uh, Doug Mastiano in the other hearing. Twitter took it upon themselves to suspend that guy's account. And, and that just, uh, you know, the big tech, they don't get it. They don't get it. They're making it harder and harder for people not to believe something is wrong. Now, one last clip. Um, Actually, I got there's so many. I'll put them in the show notes. Uh, this from another witness that said they the truckload of balance ballots that came in. Listen to what she has to say. The Wednesday before the Friday that we quit voting, so ten ten days before they quit tabulating, they thought they were done, and I and then more truckloads of ballots would come in. And I'm like. How can you not know how many ballots are still out there? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'm sorry. Would you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. They thought they were done. They thought they were done and multiple then there was times. A, there yeah. was what? Multiple times. The people that were running the rooms thought they were done or almost done or were going to be done Wednesday morning, then Thursday morning, then Friday morning. Then it went on the whole next week. And I'm like, I, I, I asked the question. I'm like, you don't know how many ballots are still left to come in? I, uh, so I don't, know, I don't know who does, again, process project management. The Wednesday before. Now, if you were 
watching the video on this, um, you saw there's a split screen. On one screen is one of the state legislatures in Arizona and then the witness. And if you watch the video, you see the absolute surprise on his face when she says this. I mean, think about that. This is why there's so many questions, and the media doesn't want you to even know this is happening. They don't want you to ask these questions because if you do, then they may have to answer them, and they don't like the answers. There are so many irregularities, and there are more clips. I'll put them in my show notes. Please, please do your own research and source these out yourselves. But there are so many irregularities, and we heard it now in the Pennsylvania hearing. We heard it now in the Arizona hearing. There's going to be a Michigan hearing. I mean, these things, we've heard it in Georgia. We've heard it in Wisconsin. Time and time again, where we've heard these stories of ballots showing up. How is this possible? That's the question that we have. And again, what the left and the media will tell you is that these were the mail-in ballots. Remember, they didn't go through the Postal Service. I mean, I saw uh, somebody online saying, hey, wait a minute, the media takes, or the Postal Service, the U.S. Postal Service, takes a picture of all the mail. They could just match up the pictures. Well, no, because uh, we allowed the government, our government, to let people drop off their ballots in boxes, in these allegedly secured locations where they can just go put their box in their ballot in this box and then somebody later came and pick it up. So I'm supposed to believe that we knew about all these ballot boxes and on election day, we didn't go pick these things up or prior to election day, we waited. We let them sit in these boxes for days, weeks on end. I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know. Logically, I would be thinking if I had a state that had um, – 8 million people in it, 5 million people in it, you know, you're going to have over, well over a million people vote up to 5 million, 6 million, 3 million, however millions of people are going to vote. And we know that people were voting by mail at a, a rate higher than we've ever seen in the history of this country that you would realize there'd be a backlog. And I get it. I get that there are some states they can't start counting until election day. Totally get it. Doesn't mean they can't get the ballots ready. That's what you do. You prep. If you had ever been had a job in retail where you had to go do inventory at said retail location, the best inventories that happened were the ones that prepped, that had a lot of prep. It was more so what you did prior to the inventory than what you did during the inventory that made an inventory go oh so well. You would think that they'd be competent enough to prep but I don't know. This is government we're talking about. So, I mean, so you got uh, so many anomalies. And then over here in Georgia, we had um, <laughs> one of the servers in Fulton County. Again, Fulton County is where I live. Uh, crashed. And the, the server crashed. And then all of a sudden, oh, gee, we, we got to send that server out for repair. Wait, wait a minute. There may be sensitive data on it. Well, we got to send it out for repair. So chain of custody is broken on that server. But it crashed. So what was lost? This is Fulton County. This is, by the way, delaying the votes. And notice I said this before dur during the process, Fulton County is always the last. There's always something that happens in Fulton County, by the way. And in, during the election, during November 3rd, remember there's a water break at Farm, State Farm Arena where they were doing all, people were dropping all their ballots off and stuff. And allegedly it was so bad they had to shut everything down. Well, it wasn't. It was a small water leak. I think it was a toilet overflowing or something. And people stayed, Democrats stayed, continued to count, and they sent Republican observers away. And Lynn Wood, an attorney here in Georgia, has subpoenaed to get video of all that because there are videos all around State Farm. Well, things like that happen throughout. And then here recently, then, we had the 
voting machine incident that where the machine, uh, the server where they were dumping or uploading all this information to crashed, just magically crashed. Uh, and it's, it's gotten to the point of the absurdity that we're dealing with this. This from 100% fed up, breaking Georgia rep calls for deeper forensic audit into Dominion voting machines after incident with county employee. A Georgia congressman sounds the alarm on very suspicious behavior by a Fulton County employee. Rep Barry Loudermilk represents Georgia's 11th congressional district, including all of Bartow and Cherokee counties and portions of Cobb and Fulton. His concerns comes after he learned of an incident in Fulton County. It's been reported that during uh, uh, let's see, a county employee and a judge have, as you reported, uh, basically impounded certain voting machines to make sure they don't wipe the data. Then we find out Fulton County effectively wiped its data because an IT technician who appears to be a county employee used the wrong server for the recount after Dominion told him not to use that server. And just in case there was a problem, they backed up the data, but they backed up the data on the same server that crashed. Now they're looking into, do we even have data on Fulton County service? And he said, we don't know. This is a congressman, Barry Loudermilk. So we had this server that crashed and all the data is gone and there, nobody knows right now if there's a backup data because allegedly the backup data was done on the same server that crashed. It's always something. It's like always something in Fulton County, but it's always something with these Dominion machines as well. Now, another thing too that's curious is this headline from the Virginia Star, Dominion representative from Fulton County was Kamala Harris's presidential campaign photographer. A listener, Corey, brought this up to my attention. So think about that. A Dominion representative for Fulton County was a Kamala Harris president presidential campaign photographer. Kamala Harris presidential campaign photographer Eric Thompson served as a Dominion Voting Systems technician representative in Fulton County. The photographer described Harris as his longtime client over four years. According to him in a similar Facebook post, Thomas also mentioned that he has worked with Democratic activist Stacey Abrams. So this guy works for Dominion and he's in Fulton County. Oh, is it incompetence or is it outright corruption? Those are your two questions. How, how, how can you answer them? It, it's difficult and getting, becoming more difficult to even understand all of this. Now, I apply in a lot of cases how I make decisions or how I define things and understand things. I apply Occam, Occam's razor. Now, Occam's razor, the definition from Merriam-Webster, which you can't even trust them anymore because they changed definitions for social justice warriors, a scientific and philosophical rule that anti entities should not be multiplied unnecessarily, which is interpreted as required that the simplest of competing theories be preferred to the more complex or that explanations of unknown phenomena be sought first in terms of known quantities. So simply put, the most simplest answer is usually the answer. So most people, a lot of people tend to overcomplicate answers and to questions that they have about certain things happening. So how did it happen? Oh, and they give out this long, drawn-out, compli you know, complicated answer when the simple answer may be incompetence. So you got two simple answers, in my opinion, with Occam's razor. It's either blatant incompetence 
uh, blatant incompetence with Dominion. They're, they're just an incredibly incompetent company. Or blatant incompetence with our government officials in state multiple states across the country, multiple counties. Now, this latter, I can believe. <laughs> I mean, their incompetence in government is mind-boggling sometimes. Or it's just outright fraud. Now, let's go to the Occom. Use Occom's razor when talking about government officials. I'm sorry if you're in government. I apologize. You know. If you're in government, you know. You know, the amount of red tape and the the regulatory loopholes that you got to go through. You basically, everything's black and white in government. There's no gray area. The amount of incompetence that could happen in the government is astounding. It would blow your mind. I give you none other than the DMV as an example. And again, my, my, I'm not slamming all the wonderful people that work for these entities, but you all see that. I mean, you know, is it purposeful? The incompetency so people don't have to be held accountable because when you get into a government position a lot of cases it's not like a private company uh, where you're held accountable for actions reactions in government it's pretty hard to get rid of people so anyway um you got either blatant incompetence or is it malfeasance is it fraud? Is it corruption? So the American Thinker did a story on this, uh, bringing Occam's razor to the question of voting machines. This is by Andrea Widberg, uh, dated November 30th, 2020. A few days ago, someone sent me an article from Mark St. Kyer. I don't know if I'm saying it right, C-Y-R. I will just say Mark, uh, that I've been brooding over ever since. That's because Mark asked one simple question. Why are voting machines so complicated? Look at, look at it from Occam's razor perspective. They should be simple devices. Yet Dominion and ESNS have systems so complicated that they not only count votes, they, but also prepare a six-course meal for 20 after the voting ends. Now, she said that in jest, and really she should be ashamed of herself because that just goes against all of the social distancing uh, pandemic guidelines. So that joke, uh, uh, Andrea, is extremely insensitive at this point in time. Uh, uh, outside of this point in time, it's pretty damn funny. The facts alone shows that they were designed to do a lot more than tally votes. And the lot more almost certainly indicates nefarious activities. And, you know, again, applying Occam's razor to this, or maybe it's Occam's razor, however you want to say it, um, you either, it's either blatant incompetence or mass corruption and here's the question using Occam's razor if vote tabulations are supposed to just count the votes for each candidate and it should be one plus one plus one plus one equals four four votes for this candidate over here one plus one plus one plus one plus one five votes for this candidate if that's all the votes the candidate who has five votes wins it's that simple. It's that simple. Voting should be that simple. But if if it's so complicated, if it's if it's so simple, I should say, not complicated, why and this is the question they posed in this piece, why then do these machines need an algorithm? That's right. That's right. They have algorithms programmed into them. Why do they need an algorithm if it's just a pl simple plurality, plurality of votes? But no, these machines, 
have algorithms embedded into their software. So why, why so much embedded into the software of these machines? I go back to an AJC article, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, September 28, 2020, where Eric Coomer, here he is again, I'm like, I got something for you on him in a minute. Eric Coomer says that, you know, we had an issue here in Georgia prior to an evoke cast that the machines weren't displaying all the candidates, there were 20-some, 20 27, I believe, for the United States Senate in Georgia. And Eric Coomer says, oh, it's this minor glip, glitch. I'm going to give everybody in the precincts a USB card that fix the software glitch. The machines were certified prior to that. The machines were not certified after this little USB came into the play from Eric Coomer, who's the Dominion guy. And we don't know what was on that software upgrade he's telling us it's simple they shouldn't be oh they shouldn't be have to be recertified he says now dominion also says and this is from their website where they uh titled it dominion voting systems categorically denies false assertions about vote switching and software issues with our voting systems and they go through bullets and one of these bullets is bullet number three and bullet number three it says dominion systems are secure and are certified under the u.s election assistance commission but in a little sub bullet down you go a little further it says dominion tabulators do not have exposed usb or other memory ports oh is that right interesting that they would say that and then they also say there were no dominion software glitches yeah but we know there were glitches we know there was a glitch in georgia it was reported in the ajc uh they said dominion employees do not have access to the ballot adjudicate adjudication system nor do they operate it dominion is a nonpartisan u.s company they're not they're based uh they're a their head world headquarters are in canada uh dominion is not and has never been owned by smartmatic no they just bought product from Smartmatic and got employees such as Dr. Eric Coomer from Smartmatic and no unauthorized or last minute software updates occurred. Yeah, we know that is not true. And then we also know that the systems can be, you know, manipulate here is none other than dr eric coomer himself explaining the process of these machines and notice what he's doing with the usb with the current devices um, the other thing is is that they have standard interfaces standard usb sticks for programming and getting your results so as this unit starts up it's not currently configured so um much like we do currently, uh, we have our election management system, and you put your machine files on the USB stick, plug it into the port in the back. One of the other key things that we've really focused on is security. So uh, in order to actually interact with the device to program on the election, you need a security card. This is a tech worker's card. It provides a physical access mechanism as well as a required pin to access the device. And once I do that, loading the election is simply hitting load settings, choosing the file, and copy. So what's going on here right now is it's actually decrypting the file. We don't share any election information in plain text. Everything's encrypted. My, machine, my machine's now programmed. The election's on there. In order to open the polls, I have a second card, it's a poll worker card, um, and that's unique, to, that can be unique to the precinct, can be unique to the entire election, um, it's really configurable through the election management system. So as a poll worker, 
Again, I have a card and a pin to provide access. And to open the polls, first encrypts the file. So this includes all of the ballot styles um, for the entire election. So you can program one USB stick and then control what precincts are available on the machine, either when you open the polls or through uh, the card activation uh, system, which we'll get to in a second here. So I'm going to go ahead. And so the one thing that I, uh, a couple of things that I learned from there, one is notice he said USB stick for programming and getting your results. And notice it just plugs right in. But I thought Dominion told us, let me see, make sure I read this right. We got Nash information. Oh yeah, Dominion's tabulators do not have exposed USB or memory ports. But wait a minute, he just showed me that these USBs plug right in there, it's exposed, uh, for programming and getting results. Interesting, don't you think? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is one of those meshing of words. This is where the lawyers get involved and misdirect you with what they say. Dominion tabulators do not have the ability to fractionalize or wait a vote. Dominion tabulators do not have exposed USB or other memory ports. Well, he wasn't plugging that USB into a tabulator, by the way. He was plugging it into the actual computer that uh, configures everything. What the tabulator does is when you get your paper ballot that has uh, all your candidates marked, it goes into the machine and then it does its thing. It scans it and tabulates all the votes. So if... And, and then obviously all those results go back to the machine. Eric Coomer was just plugging in that USB port too. So you see how they lie? You see how they lie through omission? Is there the machine that's called a tabulator is basically a scanner. It just scans them and it goes back into the machine that actually does the tabulation. So they lie. This is what they do. This is what the media does. So it, you know, again, Occam's razor, the simplest answer is usually the answer. And the way that I see it here is we have two simple answers, either massive or massive incompetence or massive corruption. Now, Eric Coomer, this guy is a piece of work. I've, I've talked about him before, but... Uh, there, there are, and I don't have this pulled up, but basically this guy is all over the net with basically anti-Trump and a supporter of Antifa. I mean, this guy, he came with the furniture when Dominion bought Sequoia and Sequoia was originally purchased or was purchased by Smartmatic in 2005. Smartmatic was created in 2004. Sequoia says they sold themselves to their management in 2007, but there are documents and there are trails that show that Sequoia and Smartmatic still had financial ties up until the time of 2010 when it was sold or purchased by Dominion. And from 2005 up until right now, Eric Coomer was there. So, I'm, again, I'm supposed to believe that all these anomalies, are, they're, they're easily explained. You don't have to worry about it, E. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, don't worry about it. I'm supposed to believe that Biden 
smashes Obama's records for lowest number of counties won by successful presidential candidate. What? 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 Wait, what? What is? What did you? What? Huh? A record of smashes. Yeah, that's right. Obama got more county won more counties than Joe Biden did, and yet Joe Biden got what twenty million more votes. Uh, if here it is, Joe Biden is on track to smash another of Obama's records. If Mr. Biden takes office, he will have set a new low for the percentage of counties won by a successful U.S. presidential candidate, just 15 percent. This is from News.com. Frank Chung uh, released this November 24th, twenty. 20. The former Democratic vice president appears to have secured an electoral college victory with just 477 out of the county, the country's 3,143 counties um, and county equivalents. Hillary Clinton, in her failed 2016 run, won 472. Biden won 477. Former President Obama ushered in the previous low in 2012, winning re-election with just 689 counties or 22 percent breaking his own record set in 2008 where he won 875 counties or 28 percent so obama he ran a better campaign in the states where the campaigns really mattered and put in the effort cook political reporter david wasserman said that's how he explained it in 2012 uh so democrats really are clustered in these small enclaves and we're supposed to believe that Biden won the presidency, won this many votes, with winning only 15% of the counties across the United States of America. If that's true, ladies and gentlemen, if there isn't fraud, then we got another problem. We got a bigger problem here. This means our country is going to be ran by 15% of the counties in the United States of America. 15% have the deciding voice. So I'm supposed to believe that, by the way. I'm supposed to believe so much that it's getting to the point where, you know, I'm feeling like you're just pissing on my leg and trying to tell me it's raining. Uh, this from uh, an entity called uh, America Out Loud. Election 2020, the facts and anomalies tell a different story. I'm just going to go through some of these anomalies. Uh, let's see. It starts off with this is kind of funny, though. I want to bring this up and we'll get into the anomalies of elections. In 2020 alone, 17 million weapons were brought, bought mainly by first-timers Americans, 17 million first-time Americans bought a weapon in 2020, uh, all races and genders, to defend their families and business, plus the millions sold under Obama. They are obviously believers in the Second Amendment and potential members of the NRA, uh, but they all allegedly have been very happy to vote for Biden-Harris, who want to revoke the Second Amendment and take their weapons away from them. They said that. They want to tax it like crazy. Uh, Harris said she wants to take them away. And we're supposed to believe Biden won several of those millions of people. Uh, number two, at least double the number of blacks voted for Trump in 2020 than in 2016 because their unemployment has been the best in 50 years or more and more money in their pocket. But somehow Biden-Harris, who will increase your taxes, won those votes. At least 40% more Hispanics voted for Trump in 2020 over 2016 because he wanted to protect the borders of the USA. But Biden-Harris, who want open borders, allowing illegals to come into the USA to compete with them and blacks for jobs, healthcare, education, and housing, as well as terrorists, have for some illogical reason won their vote. Mm, interesting. Uh, the best income for all minorities in the last 50 years because of Trump's tax cuts, but Biden and Harris, they won their vote, although the, they promised to increase the American taxes. 
More Jews voted for Trump in 2020 than 2016, but Biden-Harris, they won, they won their vote, although every intention to allow the Atola terrorist regime to acquire nuclear weapons and wipe out Israel and Iran. Uh, Trump is pro-life, while Biden-Harris are pro-abortion and death, yet presumably over 120 million Americans have lost their faith in God and country, thus elected biden Harris. Uh, and that, you know, by the way, that number six bullet's a little off because, or wishy-washy in my opinion, the, they should have went with on there is Trump is pro-life while Biden-Harris are pro-abortion and death, and yet uh, white suburban women who traditionally are pro-life voted for Biden-Harris overwhelmingly. Right. We're supposed to believe this. Hundreds of millions of Americans watched the, uh, the wanton destruction, looting, burning, and killings by Antifa and BLM uh, the brown shirts slash fascists of the Democrat Party, while the criminally corrupt and negligent media labeled them peaceful, yet these terms of millions of Americans were very content to vote for Biden-Harris, who never once subjected or opposed these acts. In fact, Harris um, uh, encouraged people to donate to the legal fund that got those people, those BLM Antifa activists out of jail. Uh, when Hillary Clinton advised, this is number nine, when Hillary Clinton advised Biden not to concede the election, not a single news media condemned her but are now critical of Trump, who knows the electoral votes have been tampered with and needs to be investigated thoroughly. A dynamic Trump addressed tens of thousands of Americans at his rallies, whereas, you know, the Biden-Harris can get barely 100. We're supposed to believe that Biden-Harris won. Democrat Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania declared Biden won before any votes were counted on the 3rd of November. Obviously, he knew how the Democrats were going to skew voting results. It's from the article. How is it conceivable on a statistical probability basis that the Democrats in Michigan found 130,000 votes for Biden and not even 500 for Trump? The New York Times fact-checked it and dismissed it as a typo error in the middle of the most controversial presidential election. And it goes on. There are so many anomalies here that just doesn't make sense. The vote dump at the middle, the wee hours of the morning. Um, I tell you, people, I tell you, this is it, as the days tick by, it's getting harder and harder. There is so much pressure for anyone who believes there's election fraud or irregularities to just bow down, go with the party line, so to speak, and just accept the fact that Biden won. I'm not doing it. I'm not accepting the fact that he won. I don't believe he did. I flat out think there's been election fraud. And I think I mentioned it early on in the election season that this is a vote of a thousand cuts or fraud of a thousand cuts. You know, how can so many people be involved and you not hear about it? That's what most people say. But we are hearing about it. Affidavit after affidavit after affidavit after affidavit. This week is going to be another explosive week. We got more of these hearings. We got Michigan, I believe one in Wisconsin. There's the happenings going on in Georgia right now. The happenings going on in Pennsylvania right now. The happenings going on in Nevada. There is, there's stuff going on in Nevada. There's still the fallout from the hearings in Arizona. It's going to be explosive next couple of weeks. But it all comes to a head December 14th, 2020, when the Electoral College meets. Because once they meet, Either one candidate has enough votes to win the presidency or it's off to the House. Thanks for listening to this segment of the PBO Podcast. I am going to talk in another segment about the coronavirus, my corona. You don't want to miss that because some of the, the a report that's come out is just explosive. And I'm going to tie it in to this election season.
because it does tie into it. Thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast. Please do visit our website, the PBL or the PBL Podcast.com. All of our social media links are there. Follow me on Twitter. Make up for all those uh, poor souls that Twitter decided to suspend, about 1,500 of them, and they're all gone. I'm sure I'll maybe one next. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, I was. Uh, I had a, a warning, a flag on my Facebook account that I was limited to what I can do because of viol community violations, and you can click the link for community violations. I clicked it, nothing's there, not a thing. So I emailed them and say, uh, you know, very polite, ask them what community violations did I violate so I can make sure I don't violate it again. I heard nothing back from them, but all of a sudden, magically, they lifted the community violations. We can fight back these big techs. We need to fight back. Question everything. Thanks again for listening to this section episode of uh, the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.